What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Annika Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and thank you for joining me here today. So in this episode, I want to talk about a comparison that I hear made quite often between Spotify in the music industry and Netflix in the movie industry. And I want to talk about how they're similar, how they're different, and how Spotify can actually learn from Netflix to ensure its success down the road. I think not only the two companies compare very interestingly, but also the two industries overall, the movie industry and the music industry. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Annika Creates Podcast with your weekly dose of music, technology, and creative inspiration. Now your host, Alex Krotz. So very often, a comparison is made between Spotify in the music industry and Netflix in the movie industry. And I believe that that comparison is worth making and exploring a little bit more. They're similar in many ways, but also very different due to their respective industries. However, I think there are things that Spotify can learn from Netflix to help not only its business model, since it's yet to be profitable, but also its reputation. As we talked about in a previous episode, streaming has a bad reputation these days. Even though it's helping rejuvenate the music industry as a whole, it still has a bad reputation and Spotify gets a lot of that blame. An interesting fact that a lot of people don't know is that Spotify has yet to run a profit. Despite all the things that we say about them taking everybody's money and not actually paying out artists, they spend a lot of their money on the royalty payments and they actually don't make any money for themselves. In 2018, it was their best year yet, but before that they had actually hit a year that they were over a billion dollars in the red. So why am I talking Spotify and Netflix specifically? Well, they're very similar in one big aspect, and that is they are the global leaders in their space, but they're standalone companies. When you compare them to companies like Apple Music and Amazon and Google, those streaming services have bigger companies that back them. But what that means is that they have a bigger company that's backing them and their streaming services are almost kind of a lead to get people into the greater ecosystem of that company. So Apple wants people to subscribe to Apple Music to get them to buy Apple hardware because that's where they make their money. But that is very important when comparing Spotify and Netflix because both of those companies have one form of income based on their business model. Because they don't have a bigger company, they have to worry about their income. The only way that those companies make income is through their subscriptions and for Spotify through ads as well, but more so through the subscription service. They don't have any other business like Apple does. So I just quickly want to recap what people don't like about Spotify. Spotify has the fortunate and unfortunate position of being the name brand of streaming. Although they're not the only streaming service, they were in that space and made it big first. Likewise, for Netflix, that's their position in the video streaming space. However, with this, a lot of people blame Spotify for starting streaming and taking away all the profits from artists in the music industry because streaming is taking over from CD sales, which isn't Spotify's fault, which we talked about more in depth about in the previous episode. But that's the image that Spotify now has to deal with. They have to deal with people not liking them because people think they are taking from artists what artists deserve and not actually giving anything back to artists. So let's look at the upfront comparison between Spotify and Netflix. Both companies are just libraries of other people's content that you pay a subscription to to be able to see. So each company has to go get the licenses from the owners of that content to be able to put it on their platform so that you can see it. 
Now there is a very big difference between the libraries of content and how they're acquired. In video streaming, the company goes out and pays a license to the owner of the content and gets the content on their platform for a set price for a certain amount of time. So for example, they go out and pay Disney $10 million to have Star Wars on their platform for two years. This is very different from the way Spotify has to acquire licenses, where they have to negotiate a contract with the rights owners of the music, but then they pay a royalty on the back end. So every time it's streamed, they have to pay a royalty out for that stream, which the video streaming platforms don't have to do. Netflix doesn't have to pay every time you watch the movie. They pay a set price up front. Now there's one big problem with this business model, and that is that these companies don't actually own any content. They are just big libraries licensing other people's content to be used. The problem with this is that after the set amount of time that's in those contracts and those licenses, they have renegotiations. And if a company decides, hey, I don't want to put my movie on Netflix or my songs on Spotify anymore, they don't actually have to do that. And they can pull their songs or their movies from the streaming platforms. For example, this is going to be an issue with Disney in the very near future with Netflix because Disney is getting into the streaming space with their own video on demand service for Disney movies, which means they don't want to have that content on any other streaming service because then people would just continue to stay subscribed to a different streaming platform. Even if they really, really want to see Star Wars or something that they own, they want all of their content on one space, which they own. Now, in the movie industry, the power is more divided. There are more movie studios with various content that they can then license to Netflix. However, in the music industry, there are essentially three major record labels that own about 70% of the content in the music industry. So this presents a problem for Spotify because if one of those companies decides to pull all their content from Spotify or the three of them decide to get together and do something, Spotify will have a drastic reduction in the amount of content that they have for their subscribers. The power is not well divided in the music industry, which means Spotify has to be very careful. They can't annoy or anger the record labels, but they also need to try and figure out a way to make more money themselves. Now, going back to the movie space, Netflix saw this coming a long time ago. They knew that they were just a library with other people's content, which is why they have gotten so heavily invested into original content. Even just last year, it was over $14 billion in original programming for Netflix, which means that Netflix is not only upping the content that they have for their subscribers, they're upping the quality because they're in control of all the quality of content and they own it which means it'll never go away and it increases their bottom line because now they own more content. So as a business, they have more assets under their belt now than they did before where all they had was the streaming technology and didn't actually own any content. Netflix has been able to grow their brand significantly as well, meaning that even if Disney pulls out its movies, Netflix has such a name to ride on based on its amazing Oscar-nominated productions now that it can sustain itself even if a number of big movie studios pull their content. The other incredible thing that Netflix has that people don't see except on a surface level is they have information. They have data about what people watch and what people like, which means when they come out with 
with original programming, they know what people are going to like and they know where to put it. To us as the consumer, this comes across in that little recommendations site. Because you watched this movie, you'll probably like these movies. They have all of that data stored away. They have this power over everybody because they have so much of the content to be able to tell what people like. That is a very difficult thing for movie studios because they don't know what people are actually liking. They know what they've made in the past and what people liked, so they're going to continue to make similar things. Whereas Netflix can tell, you liked this and this and this, but you didn't like this. So we know you specifically are going to like a genre like action movies. Whereas this other person is going to like Asian dramas. They can tell all those different things. Turning this back to Spotify, Spotify has this kind of data as well, but it's about what we listen to. It knows if you like this artist and this artist, you're probably going to like this artist. That is very valuable information, and that's why record companies still want to go to them and still want to put their content on those platforms, because Spotify is helping promote their artists to people who are actually going to enjoy the content. Now, Netflix, besides just recommending us stuff, has taken that data and made its own original programming to fit into the niche markets that it knows it can offer content to. Spotify doesn't make original content, doesn't make original music, it just can recommend things. It's tried to do some original music in the past, but it did have quite a fight back from Universal Music and some of the big companies because they saw that as a threat against them and their content. Personally, I don't really agree with them. I think that that's amazing because more artists can have more content and Spotify can tailor to the smaller artists who don't know where to go with marketing, but Spotify would know what listeners might like their content. I think Spotify could do it in a different way and approach it in a better way that wouldn't offend the major companies, kind of like Netflix is doing, because Netflix is making original content, but it's not necessarily to compete with the major studios a little bit more nowadays that they're getting oscar nominations and stuff but different studios don't see it as much of a threat as the music industry does with the way that spotify was trying it so then in a different avenue spotify is trying to find different ways to up their business and their assets and they're trying to monetize that data they're trying to make a two-sided market one is on our side as the listeners where we pay a subscription service to hear the music and two is on the back end where they monetize that data that they have to help the record companies and get the record companies to pay them to help with their marketing and putting their content in front of as many people as possible. The issue with this, they already do this for free. So unless they're trying to figure out a better way to do it that would appeal to the record companies more, they're in a very tough situation. They can't take that service away because all of us as customers would then switch to a different platform who does give us this for free. So they're in a bit of a tough situation when it comes to trying to make a two-sided market. So currently Spotify sees original music content as a tough nut to crack because they don't want to anger the record labels who are their main contributors of content currently to their library. So they would have to push really hard, really fast. That's not quite going to work when you're already operating at negative a billion dollars. So, you know, they got to figure something else out. So what they're doing instead is they're working on different original programming. They have spent almost $500 million thus far and plan to invest much more, but they're buying podcasting startup companies. This is something very different from the rest of the music industry, and Spotify is already the second most used podcast player, aside from Apple Podcasts, in the podcasting space. 
So they're trying to go into the podcasting space to create original podcast content there because they see the podcasting space as a much more fragmented and new space that they can break into and become the leaders of. With their acquisition of the startup Gimbal and Anchor, they have acquired a really great podcasting platform for new podcasters, as well as a company that has already made viral podcasts and very popular podcast shows. This is amazing for them to have those companies' assets under their belt, as well as the expertise of these companies in making original content. Because Spotify, although they know how to make technology, they don't necessarily know how to make original programming. This became a little more clear when they actually tried to get into the video space and make video original content. And after about two years, they ditched that because people had a hard time seeing Spotify as a video streaming platform. They see Spotify as a name associated with audio streaming. So they battled that really hard, and now they've kind of accepted that that's not going to work. But podcasting is a different form of audio streaming that they could get into and make original content without actually angering anyone. So finally, I want to talk about what Spotify can do as well with original content to help their reputation and to really give back to the artists. They need to look at the smaller artists. They need to look at the indie artists who the big record companies have no interest in. And they need to help those small artists grow and give them a marketing platform, which they kind of do already, but helping them as well with that strategy and also with the recording and making Spotify original records. Spotify has a lot of money coming in, and I think they could put some of that towards original programming and paying for artists to make records. Records don't take nearly as much money to create as a movie does. It is more than a podcast, which is why Spotify has kind of gotten into podcasting, because it's very cheap to create, but yet gets listeners to listen for a long amount of time. Podcasting actually has the highest retention rate of any form of media, from songs, which are three minutes and most people don't even listen to that, to videos, which a 10-minute YouTube video is a long YouTube video almost, but yet people stick to a podcast for 40, 50 minutes over an hour sometimes. If they want to try and rejuvenate their image with the artists, with people who are providing content to them, they need to give back to that community a little bit more. They can help with original records for smaller artists, and even to try and not make the record labels angry, say, we're going to focus on small artists, and if at any point you want this artist, we will give you that contract down the line. That could be beneficial to both the record company and to Spotify, but it helps Spotify give back to the smaller artists. And many of which will never go anywhere for a big record label because record labels want things that sell, which are the big genres on radio. They're not as interested in the small indie artists, which do have quite a following because a lot of people still listen to it. So I think Spotify could make original content if they did it right. Another thing that I think Spotify should look at, they could help the artists by doing festivals and live shows and sponsoring music related things like that. You know, Vans Warp Tour and all these different big festivals and tours are sponsored by companies that aren't even in the music space. They could put on events for people who want to be artists and want to learn how to make records, how to get their records on Spotify, because there's so many people now in their bedrooms and in their garages with their laptops making records, how to get their music out there. And once their music's on Spotify, a lot of artists just assume that now they're on Spotify, they're going to get played. But Spotify could really help them with the next steps. What happens once you're on Spotify? How do I get that link out to more people? How do I 
actually promote myself, which would in turn help them because more people would want to subscribe to their service to hear the things that they're helping promote because those things are on Spotify. So you can see it's kind of a feedback loop into itself, which is fantastic. So it helps Spotify's brand image with artists and with music related people. And it also helps the artists themselves and the music industry grow and more people feel that there's more opportunity. It's kind of like the same thing Netflix is doing with smaller writers and smaller production houses. They're giving opportunity to different shows that normally would not be allowed or not be picked up by bigger networks and bigger movie studios, such as Stranger Things was actually passed on by, I think, almost 20 different production studios before Netflix was like, yeah, we'll pick it up because Netflix knew exactly where to put it. So if an artist on Spotify is passed up by record labels because they're not big enough and they don't have a, a following. Spotify can help them and have original content for themselves. I really think there's a way Spotify can twist this and make it work for them and their business plan and help them sustain their business and solidify their business and get it away from depending so much on the major record labels while at the same time helping the industry that feeds into it. Basically, Spotify needs to expand from just streaming other people's content and have its own original property. I think that Spotify really does have the power to be able to do this if they actually aimed themselves. Them allowing artists to upload directly to Spotify is a step in the right direction, and I think they can go even further with this, and they need to invest heavier. And I really, really hope that they figure this out and really put time and effort into helping the artists that make them who they are. All right, that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have any comments about this, any ideas that Spotify could do, I feel this is a discussion that could go on for a long time and I could dive more in depth on any of this. If that interests you, let me know. Shoot me a message on Twitter with any ideas or what you'd like to hear more in depth on. Anna Creates on Twitter. Or join me on my Facebook page at Anna Creates. And I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. And until then, always be creating. Thank you for listening to the Annika Creates podcast. Be sure to check out annikacreates.ca for show notes and all the latest updates. Until next time, always be creating.